0: This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. And I have to say, that'll be the last time that I introduce the show as The Mitch Gray Show. It's going to be The Mitch Gray Show, and if you're watching this on video, you'll get the and in a second. If you're listening to this audio, let me explain. Uh, over the past few years, I have been exploring different ideas and trying to figure out how we can really refresh and kind of reignite The Mitch Gray Show. My gosh, I've been in podcasting since 2013. And I've been doing the Mitch Gray Show since 2017, so it's been a little while. So a few years ago, we did Only Guest. This year, we're doing some more, you know, kind of solo shows. And a few months ago, I had an idea. And that idea was it would be really awesome to have a collaborator, to have a, quote, co-host. And to kind of set up the Mitch Gray Show as like what you might hear on your drive-in five or on your way to work you know, in your local FM station. No, we are not going to play music, but we are going to get into music um, as we move forward. But today I'm so excited because this is the first episode of the Mitch Gray Show featuring Miguel Antonio. So if you're watching, you can see Miguel on screen. If you're listening, uh, Miguel is a handsome-looking fella. Uh, He's got a cool goatee. Dear friend of mine, so Miguel, welcome to hopefully a little bit of a permanency uh, to the Mitch Gray Show, brother. Thank you. Thank you.
1: What's up, man? I'm excited about the idea. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, fun. And it gives me opportunity to talk about uh, concepts like leadership and business. I don't always get to talk about uh, being in the music world. So a lot of musicians don't sit around like pontificating about leadership too often or business deals. <laughs>
0: And you just used the word pontificating, so that is uh, awesome. (laughs) So we're done, friends. That is the show. We've used all of our expansive words. There we go. uh, Pontificate. That is our...
1: Yeah, I got like two more (laughs) left, so the next three episodes, and I'm
0: good. (laughs) Right, we're good. Um, So yeah, uh, friends, to tell you a little bit about Miguel, I consider him a very close brother in life. We met, my gosh, what, in 2017, 2018, something like that. I was yeah. I was out touring, and and we crossed paths through the music industry through some other uh, um, connections. And and so, uh, Miguel, I will introduce you from now on as the lead singer of the band Run With It um, and as the host and creator of the Live and Create show. I've been on your show a few times, and you've been on the Mitch Gray show before. And so here we are, brother. This is going to be good. Uh, we've created a what we think is a fun formula for the listeners. Hey, after this episode or the next one, they may tell us it's not and we'll adapt. <laughs> but this is our playground, so here we go. Here we go. So uh, tell before we jump off, for the people that may not know, and so we can just kind of get this out of the way, um, in episode one of the revised version, uh, tell everyone a little bit about Run With It and a little bit about Live and Create, and then we'll rock and roll.
1: Well, so... F- so for me, I'll go back. I'll make it really short, but going to back to the past, like business and entrepreneurship's always been a passion of mine. And I've ran roofing companies, started it from scratch, built it up. Um, my wife and I run a commercial cleaning company. But in the midst of all that is my love and passion for music. Like I've tried to quit it. I've tried to walk away and it just calls me back every single time. And so we're okay. run with it is we've been in multiple iterations. I think we're on run with it 6.0 is what we're calling it at this point. We started as a as a funk oh. rock band that didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, and now we're like this dark pop synth uh, band that, yeah. well, I think we know a little bit more of what we're doing <laughs> at this point. We toured to the Middle East right. and back and getting back on the road, getting ready to release more music, getting in the licensing world, all that fun stuff. So we're learning a lot of things. Uh, and then Live and Create is a podcast where I talk to artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And uh, I try to merge my passion for business and my passion for arts. Uh, and I tried to capture a lot of conversations I was having on the road uh, with people just in general, like over whiskey or wine or yeah. backstage, whatever. And I was like, it'd be really cool to put these kind of conversations out there. Uh, and I think we're at like episode 100 is about to drop and uh continue to grow it we just started doing a monthly live event uh partnered with a local entrepreneur a friend of mine just brilliant businessman uh named tj roberts and kinship cafe in kansas city kansas if you're from kansas city listening to this uh definitely check it out uh and he's getting like he's bringing in like community involvement and uh people from like the bipoc lgbtq uh worlds and trying to just use that as a platform to uh, I don't know if it's revitalized that community, but, but basically have those conversations that I think that are very needed in the community. So yeah, we're in another iteration on that. My whole life's been about iterations. It feels like it's even more (laughs) so (laughs) now, but it's a, it's a fun time, man. It's a very fun time in the midst of, you know, raising four boys and being married and, uh, touring and, and all that. And so, yeah, try to try to bring all the worlds together.
0: Iterations happen when you pontificate, bro. Yeah. that's that's the deal oh, yeah
1: that was my two of three
0: uh yeah you've got one left and we've got a lot of shows to do so yeah i
1: need to hold it off i gotta <laughs> i gotta unsubscribe for my my uh my
0: word of the day email I'm trying to right
1: <laughs> <bring> right
0: <back. laughs> that's awesome so friends what this is gonna look like is miguel and i are just gonna have some fun we're gonna dive into business continue business should i say we'll uh continue our thoughts on leadership and leadership development we're going to dive into spirituality we're going to talk about music we're going to dive into current events and so for me as someone who's podcasted a long time this will just be a fun opportunity to kind of play in the, in the sand in a different box and um i think you're going to fall in love with miguel if you don't know him yet if you haven't heard of him please go subscribe to the live and create podcast and go download Run With its Music, their last EP that they came out with. It's now a few years old, I think. Um, one of my favorite EPs. and There's there's a couple songs on there, man, and it's top 20 for me. So, uh, friends, go listen to that and support Miguel. So, here's what we're going go to do. We're all going to check in with each
1: other. RunWithItBand.net. You can find all that
0: there. band. Ooh, nice. I didn't know that. RunWithItBand.net. Sweet. Yeah, it's got everything. We like that. There, so. If I remember, we'll put links in. Uh, so you'll have to remind me to <laughs> <Right on. laughs> for people to find us. Yeah. Um, so here's what it's going to look like. We're going to check in. We're gonna, it's going to be a, a, a five weekly weekly show twice a month. We're going to check in and then we're going to do something that we call the best thing we've seen this week. So we're going to start that off today. Uh, my brother, what's the best thing you have seen this week?
1: So one of the best things I've seen is kind of, it comes out of this SVB, like meltdown with the regional banks going like Ooh. just stirring things up, right? Um, but I yeah. think this was such a testament to how to get ahead of things, how to lead well um, in a in a almost crazy way. There's a guy named Brad Tidwell. He's the CEO of VeraBank and it's out in Henderson, Texas. And they have about 70,000 customers. And he once he saw what was happening, the meltdown was happening, he reached out to ev- like all the 70,000, like I guess it was through email or something like that. I don't know all the details. Um, and he assured them, like, he basically talked about their practices and how it's different than what SVB, what they was getting them in trouble. Yeah. Um, and then he ends it with giving his personal phone number at the end of the message and Ooh. saying, if you have any other questions, please call me. And up to this point, he's, I think he released it like this past weekend or some up to this point, he's had about a hundred people call out of the 70,000. Uh, and he just spends time talking with them and hearing their questions wow. and reassuring them. And I was like, damn, that's how you do it. <laughs> like, but that's it, scary too, because I, I've seen, yeah. I've seen organizations deal with like, they just like close everything down, communication gone and they lose the trust of the people that they're leading. Uh, but here's yeah. a guy who, I mean, CEO is already a crazy like in a bank industry, when the bank industry is very volatile right now, I'm not going imagine right. what are like, but right. he's still taking the time with his personal phone to talk to people, reassure them, uh, and lead them. And so I think time will tell, uh, where they're going as a bank, you know, right now it's a interesting thing, even as we see overseas, what's starting to happen. Uh, but man, it, it, I loved it because it reminded me that's how you're supposed to lead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine
0: just the logistics? I mean, even if he had an assistant, hey, uh (laughs) James, we're gonna be sending out seventy thousand emails. Here's what it needs to say, and I'm giving out my personal phone. Like, who was in the room that tried to talk him out of doing that? That's my question. Everyone
1: did. I I fully do. But and I love that when uh CEO is just like I, I, I guarantee people tried to talk about that, but I love when someone's 100%. like, this is what leadership is going to be. Yeah. This is how I want to, like, if if we're going to go into this volatile season, this is how I want to do it. And man, yeah, that's hella cool.
0: It, it reminds me a little bit of the beginning story of Tom's Shoes, I'm where the guy was like, so what's his name? Mikowski? I can't remember his last name. Yeah. Anyway, he, he was basically like, we're going to create this shoe company, but for every pair of shoes it sells, we're going to give a pair of shoes away. Well, yeah,
1: I'm familiar with that model, but I wasn't sure. One for
0: one. And, and now you can't tell me that, you know, whether he had to get an investor. I, I don't know what the whole story is, but you can't tell me that he took that business. I mean, that's a terrible business plan when you just look at it from a sheer, you know, dollars. It's like somebody had to go, look, bro, this is not going to, like, and this then, cute, you know, it ended up being what 10%? And it's like, you know, they, you know, they had to have changed millions of lives. They would go to like Africa and so like, you know, and give away these, because in some of those countries, well, there's no paved roads. Like, like one of the, the, the major health issues they have is diseases through not being able to have anything on their feet. You know, they get cuts and they get germs and they get, and so, and, and obviously at some point in time, he sold the company for whatever he sold it for, I'm sure. You know, a hundredfold of what he gave away, which is kind of a cool universal thought. You know that when you when you kind of do the right thing and treat people the right way, it comes back to you. So, great story, man. I love it.
1: Yeah, I was. I love it. Hear that.
0: Yeah, my best thing is uh, last night um, I was hanging out with my little two-year-old nephew, uh, wrestling, playing games, and he is a two-year-old through and through. And it's like, sometimes you forget the curiosity of little kids, like every single thing they walk by, is just something new. And it's like, it's a new discovery. It's like, whoa, that's amazing. And just, you know, obviously picking everything. And you just, you know, my kids are like, you know, they're old, like my youngest is what, 21, 20, almost 22. And so you just, as time goes by, you forget the curiosity of a small child and how everything is miraculous and powerful. And sometimes I just think when when I'm hanging out with kids like him and I'm experiencing that firsthand, I'm like, first of all, if you walked around that way as an adult, just stopping and ooing and hawing and everything, <laughs> you would probably get turned in, right? It would be like, if okay, something's not right here, people will look at you funny. Second of all, but how amazing would it be to continue to see everything as just right. something, insane, you know, and we were frustrated before we started the show because I'm having a, some a few technical issues. And it's like we get frustrated such a small things, yet that two-year-old kid would be like an iPad. Like they don't even know what an iPad is. They just know that it's amazing. They can see another human on the screen, and we forget that, man. And that is right. such a great thing to remember.
1: That's amazing. Well, it's funny you say that because I just got off a of plane, uh, you know, playing a show out of town. And I was thinking distinctly, like, I, I've always loved touring. Like, I love being in a van with the band. I love getting on planes and going to shows. I I love all those things. And along the way, there's always this temptation to be jaded about it. Like, oh, it's just this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's now just on a plane. Now just doing like... But and I distinctly remember like saying to myself, like, don't don't let yourself get there, like just continue Correct. to soak this up and enjoy it. Because because, yeah, it's like that's what I love. And why should yeah. it? it? It's almost like it's as an adult, it's cool to be like, I'm over it, you know. <laughs> but damn, if, if you're doing something you've loved <laughs> the whole time, why should we yeah. Do? Yeah. Like, find find nuances that you may still love about it? I, I mean, I say that wide eyed in a way, but it, it can be tough. But yeah, I love that the picture of yeah. it. And I'm smiling so big because of the thoughts of culture that we're going to be talking about and the book and everything, it all ties into even what we're talking about now. Um, but I'll, I'll yeah. save that for later because your nephew made me think about uh, the Rick Rubin book that I was going to talk about. So
0: <laughs> Nice. So, so the moral of the story, friends, is to pontificate as if you're a two year old. If you do that, there you go, then life becomes such a different uh, atmosphere. So, give it a shot, give it a shot. You alluded to it, Miguel. Uh, we're going to record this show, uh, two, two times a month. If you're lucky, maybe down the road, you'll get three. But on one show, we'll do a book of the month to give the listeners something to go read, and on another show, we'll do a uh, 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 Artist of the Month, specifically focused maybe on music or wherever we want to go. So give us your Book of the Month this month. So
1: Book of the Month for me is Rick Rubin's uh, book that he just put out. And for the listener, if you don't know, Rick Rubin's like one of the most sought after Mm. music producers in the industry. Started Def Jam Records and has produced every kind of genre and every large artist out there pretty much. Uh, It's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And uh, it's, it's interesting because I, I do Audible because I'm just always on the go. So that's how I read books. I'm going through them. And it's, it feels like listening to, like, Buddhist writings is the way he thinks of art. Right. Uh, is very interesting. Uh, but there is a quote, uh, and it may, that's what your two-year-old nephew uh, made me think about as you're sharing that story, that he says, living in discovery is at all times preferable to living in assumption. And Ooh. that just when he said that i had to like rewind it listen to it again rewind it listen it like i said i i feel like you know at my age doing music for as long as i have it, like there's sometimes it's just tempting to be jaded or cynical or whatever it is and, yeah. and but and also now in the songwriting process in the band i'm like man if we're just discovering yet another mm-hmm. new thing like so yesterday mm-hmm. in the car on the way to the airport me and my drummer are just going through every new idea uh excuse me, that I have on my phone. And some of it was like, we're laughing how shitty it sounds. And some of it we're like, oh, <laughs> there's something good there. But it's all of it is we're trying something new and something fresh. And that's what he really drives uh-huh. home. Uh, in the context, honestly, of he he addresses entrepreneurship as well in the book. Uh, but in the context of like, getting back to that childlike, oh, no, my my video crashed. Sorry about that. Let me <laughs> it's we're, gone we're down. All, gone we're, down. We're, we're, we're working out all the kinks.
0: Yes, we are. Uh you you fix your video and I'll talk about my, my book of the month. It is okay. a book called How to Manifest by Laura Chung. And it's actually 40 day a 40-day guide to manifesting. And so it's it's a really cool approach, though. It's not just about, you know, if you do A, B, and C, you'll get these things in life. It's really it's really actually about going back and doing a lot of interpersonal kind of shadow work and trying to figure out you know, what is causing you to not be able to manifest the life that you desire. And of course, it goes to the responsibility of you are the creator of your own universe. You are the co-designer of your life. And you're basically in control of your thoughts and where you place yourself. And from that, the vibration of the universe, the energy of the universe has to respond in a certain way. So for an easy example, If you always have a negative attitude, bad things are always gonna happen. If you always have a positive attitude, great. It's that old Zig Ziglar, you know, you kind of get what you think you get. And so really I I read it um, over a few months. It's a 40 day guide. It took me about two and a half months because I wanted to go slow. Um, But I finished it about a month ago. Man, I'm saying, I'll probably revisit it every year. So how to manifest by Laura Chung. If you just feel like you wanna go to the next level in life or you feel like things aren't going your way, that is an incredible place to start shifting uh everything miguel you're back with us man it's good to see I'm, you i glad Hopefully you got that battery thing.
1: will, will <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize i'll i'll do better next time the the iterations better next time we both will we both will. Well, it's yeah. funny
0: because the, um, the
1: manif- oh go ahead no go ahead oh just manifestation uh or manifesting okay. is a word that There's times I use it jokingly, like, uh, you know, for the listener, if you're listening first time, you know, Mitch and I have talked about this extensively on my podcast, but just my own journey of, like, leaving, like, the spiritual world, if you will, becoming an Mm -hmm. atheist, uh, and, but it's funny because there are certain aspects where my wife and I debate, you know, from time to time, because she's like, there's got to be something to some of these things, right? And I'm like, maybe there's some... Real in my mind, I'm like, maybe there's some real natural law because there is something to be said about what, you, what you're talking about that manifesting. Where I found myself joking, like jokingly saying it to my wife, and then every once in a while, I'm like, huh, it felt oh, like shoot. kind of manifested something <laughs> because I went in looking for an opportunity, I went in with a positive yeah. mindset, I went in, and it's like that for, again, another term that gets is so loaded, the law of attraction, there are realities, though, mm-hmm. to like, who you are, your energy that you put out yes. your vibe, whatever it is, is going to attract yeah. certain kinds of people, certain kinds of opportunities, or certain kinds of, like, bullshit, really, <laughs> uh, yeah. to you, depending yeah. on where you're at. And so yeah, that's, I my world has become more open to understanding that kind of stuff. So I have to check out that book. Because yeah, yeah. I think mindset in your personal work, it does seem to open up doors around you, Um, and whatever that is—if it's spiritual, if it's a universe, if it's some natural, like we're all symbiotic, like mushrooms, like walking around in darkness—I right. don't know what it is. <laughs> Who knows? Right,
0: right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really funny you say that because from an artist's perspective, I was listening to an interview uh, last weekend with Jack Black, and the the interviewer Andy Richter said, "Hey, you know, what do you want to?" one piece of wisdom you can leave with the listeners. And he, he said, what I've learned is both an actor and a musician is in your, if you're ever in those moments where you feel like it's not happening, just act like you're having fun. Hmm. And he said, every time I've just acted like I was having fun before I realized it, I was having fun. That's true. And I'm like, yeah, that's such a really basic way to talk about manifestation and attitude and alignment. And so Going into that, we're going to take a few minutes to talk about culture because it's really the buzzword of every industry. I was on a call earlier today. We were talking about school environments, and they were like, yeah, everyone in school systems are always mentioning culture. I'm like, everyone in business is always mentioning culture, but it still seems like no one really gets it. And so I know a guy who a few years ago wrote a book called How to Hire and Keep Great People, and he wrote a couple of chapters yeah, it's crazy. I want <laughs> to. It's my book, friends. It's my book. Um, and so, really, that's what motivated me. notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, links, please. Um, you know, really, that's what motivated me when writing that book was no one's talking about how to actually design culture. And so, when you and I were really visiting this collaboration and what this show could look like, and by the way, friends, I want to. Ask you to be patient with us because this show is going to evolve. This is episode one. We didn't even do a drive run. We're just like, we're going to do this. Run. And it's going to, this is the, you're getting the, the BTS of the Mitch Gray show featuring Miguel Antonio. So you're welcome. Uh, enjoy it because next time we'll probably do something totally different but today we're gonna to ask the question about culture and and to me it relates directly to what you were talking about with your book of the month by Rick Re- Rubin. uh what the quote about jack black you kind of just act have to, have to act like you're having fun and i think a lot of people are acting like they know what culture is the problem is many people don't figure out what culture is because it's That's just right. and so our question our launch question what we're gonna what we're gonna do every every episode is have a launch question and today it's where does designing culture actually begin? Like everyone's talking about it, whether you're you know a bandmate or a CEO or a solopreneur or a school teacher, everyone's talking about culture. But I'd only hear people asking the question, okay, but where does it actually begin? Like, like at what point do we begin designing culture? And I would love to hear, you know, what I love about what you and I are going to bring is you really bring that artist piece. Like, what does this look like in the environment of the artist? And then we can swing over to what does this look like in the environment of the person? And I actually think it looks the same, to be quite honest. I just don't know that anyone's having that deep conversation. So where does designing culture actually begin?
1: I I personally believe it starts with the leader, plain and simple. I mean, I, I'll definitely talk about the music end, but even this guy, I have to look it up, Brad Tidwell. Like Brad Tidwell emailing 70,000 customers And then publicly putting out his phone number he's setting the culture like that that decision that one decision is like all of his direct reports all of their direct reports are looking at that being like oh fuck!" like if they weren't ready to get their hands dirty he's saying we're getting our hands dirty and we're gonna like we're gonna lead the ship um and i think it's same thing like in a band like if i'm not prepared if i haven't done the the details of getting all the information that my band needs they're gonna suffer they're gonna view what we're doing a certain way um and really at the end of the day it's the personal work the the meditation the the studying like I'm constantly studying trying to learn uh and grow personally because if if I'm not growing I'm not gonna be able to offer like guidance or even offer and there's times I'm not great at it but it's like if shit goes sideways like when we're on the road or something like how do i deal with it uh where we just we actually had a situation recently where something went really crazy at a show i won't go into details here but like i i had to like take charge and it was some really hard mm-hmm. decisions that had to be made but but it was it's that leadership that's going to guide and set a tone for your people plain and simple and if you're disengaged your culture is going to be disengaged like if you're somewhere out there I, I think culture, I've seen it in the business world where they think it's like, oh, we have a pickleball, you know, court and we have <laughs> right. yoga at, you know, at 3.30 and that's great. Those things are great, but it's more of those nuances and details and how do you really lead? What do you say in your emails? How do you respond to, to people when you have the hard conversations, you know? And and then yeah. I think secondly, it's down to personnel and, you know, how to fire, I, I'm messing up your title. how to hire and fire right
0: keep your, great people yeah great we want we want right. to keep them we want to keep them yeah i mean you could fire them but you're yeah. hoping you don't have to fire them. that hire and keep so we want <laughs> to keep them book. well I, I had
1: fire in my brain because sometimes i do think there is that and you you talk about this in your book as well but yeah. sometimes yep. there is that aspect of like hey you're not a right fit Here, because of the things that Mm -hmm. we value, Mm -hmm. the things that we value, and and honestly, it's not even that you may value the wrong things; we just value different things, and Mm -hmm. even being able to make those Mm -hmm. hard conversations. But, but yeah, I think it's the leader, and it's and it's the people you choose to be part of the organization, and and how you cultivate that.
0: Yeah, and it seems like leaders often forget that everything around them is a direct reflection of their
1: Yeah, and that's painful. I think that's why we forget it. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it. We're, we're running from it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I know, I, I know, my my re- reflection in the mirror is not what I'm seeing around me, and i like, well, it actually, actually, it is. Take the rose colored glasses, I, but but that's a real struggle, right? It's like. But in my mind, I think things are happening differently than what they're actually talking about manifesting. And that's when the real work for a leader begins. it's like, no, you're manifesting the culture that you're seeing come to fruition. Like you are the catalyst for that culture. And so if people are stressed out around you all the time, that's on you. If people are positive all the time, give yourself a pat on the back. If if you're around a bunch of entrepreneurial-minded people that you're giving permission and liberty to, good job. Give yourself some kudos. Like you should give yourself some praise, but I really believe most leaders don't because it is hard to take the time and look in the mirror and go, yeah, I suck right now. Like this isn't it. Like this is not it. And we've got to figure out how we're going to make that change. And, you know, to your point about the, the bank, the banker CEO guy, um, that's what I'm going to name him with a capital G out yeah, in front of guy banker, bank, banker guy. Baker guy, banker guy, you know, to his point, it's like, I guarantee you, if we walked into that place of work, just by seeing his action, I guarantee you, if you and I walked in his place of work tomorrow, we would see the reflection of that action, right? And, and we would probably have seen it six months ago. And he because someone doesn't take a risk like that, no. without it being a repetitive pattern, that's not a new action for that guy. He's done that's it before that, in some form that or daily fashion. Cultivation, I think, happens where
1: <clears throat> it's almost like it's like practicing music, where it's like, especially in the jazz yes. world. I did two semesters long enough to know I'm not a jazz player, but it's like you got these <laughs> cats who work in the in the practice room eight to twelve hours a day to go play a show for one yeah. hour, and they don't know what they're gonna play when they get up on that stage. But the only reason right. they can do it so well is because of all the preparation for months and years that they put to get there. And I think yeah, I think you're dead on. I bet bank banker CEO guy uh, was doing whatever his yeah. work that he was doing. Maybe he's got coaches, maybe he's doing meditation, maybe he's you know, reading every, you know, leadership book you can get his hands on. Maybe it's all of those things. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's set the path for that decision. And and then yeah. when we mess up, we gotta accept that we set the path for that decision too. And that's hard. <laughs> right.
0: Right. It is. It is. I mean, habits are hard to break. Good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes you have a good habit and it's like, I need to set a different good habit. And It's hard to break the good, but really the bad habits. And I think that's where, when we're talking about culture and leadership, it's like at some point you have to break the cycle of the negative culture or, you know, whatever you're trying to improve. And that takes the word I'm going to use is courage because it does take courage. Right. It takes courage to sit back and go, I've got to take inventory, that interpersonal growth. And and really figure out what's happening so I can, you know, pave a new way um, for having a more positive culture. And so that goes to another question I wanted to ask before we start wrapping up the topic segment. And that is, if the culture begins with leadership, how can a leader intentionally be cognizant uh, and pontificate on, then take action on, Uh, the desired the culture. So, I, I, was- <laughs> yes, the, the next iteration. Uh, because so, so how can a leader intentionally take action and thought to the culture they want to design? Because it's one thing to say it starts with leadership. But it's another thing to say, okay, you know, let's talk about two things a leader could potentially do. Someone listening to this episode.
1: I know, I, I imagine there's a bunch of different ways. Uh, the way that we work it in our band. Uh, We have what we call the band business one sheet, and it's something, it's been a continually, it's like a living document, if you will. It continually grows Mm -hmm. and changes as we grow. Um, But we've been working off that since 2016, and for us, it looked like getting in a room and talking about all of our individual whys, and I know it's almost cliche now when you start with why, but you got to know why people are doing things. Not everyone's doing for the same reasons and honestly most of those reasons are good they're not bad it's just we all might have different tweaks on it and then it was it was trying to discover our collective why what's the where does all of our individual why's overlap and so we write these this up right. on the board then you know what's our mission what are we trying to accomplish what you know and and then going down we actually identified like three values these are the three values that are, like all mm-hmm. of us kind of embody that were in the band <clears throat> and and so basically using those as rails uh, as we move forward. And honestly, we've shifted even the why. So I know some people are like, you never even change your why. So it's not true. Like it's mm-hmm. we're, we've are we all right. grown as individuals and now yep. it's like I'm seeing the why has shifted and it's okay, but yeah. it, it, it that informed our mission and then went down to inform, we even tweaked some of our values. Not that we like threw some out, we just understood there were certain things that maybe we weren't talking about this the right way. And it was down to All the right. point where I even had a band member uh, come up to me one time uh, when I was debating a really tough decision about it was basically we had an agent that wanted to uh, we were trying to put on another band, like trying to help out another band with the TV apper- appearance. And this other band, <laughs> this agent didn't want to have anything to do with them. And he's like, I didn't work my ass off to get you this. And so you can bring another band in it. And I was like, mm. and so I'm debating. I'm like, do we take this TV spot? And in our mind, screw the other band, um, and it wasn't even that big. Of, it wasn't even that. It was I don't think the other band would have felt that way, but we knew what we wanted to do. Right. And right. Uh, As right. as I was debating it, one of our one of our values was relationships, and that we value mm-hmm. our relationships uh, with our family, with our friends, and those in the industry. And and he reminded me. One of the other band members said, "Hey, just so you know." that's one of our values so think about that and i remember telling the agent um that basically you can piss off (laughs) and uh right and it actually and and it wasn't easy it started a six month downward spiral with that agent where i was actually in front of a courthouse almost needing to get a restraining order because the guy like lost his mind uh but i was so glad that i made that choice because we're like if we're going to be about the other bands and this is who we say we are. We got to do it, and it was amazing because I think I think that's a piece too. Is like in a culture, if you do it the right way and set those parameters, the bones of it. I think it's beautiful when the people who are following you yes. re- remind you, like, "Hey, you yes. might be steering off course because yes. this is what we said." Yeah. And so that's what it's looked like for us uh, in our process as a, as
0: a business. In a I think I think that's amazing, and I'm, I'm going to peel the the onion back a little bit more, and and piggyback off of your idea of values and 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 your why, and that is, I think it's incredibly important for leaders to develop their own uh, leadership mantra statement and to develop their own leadership uh, values personally. And then they could even extend that to the other people that they work with that are their employees. Because when everyone is cognizant and aware of what am I I personally bringing to the table, it raises the awareness and expectation of the whole. And then when that's raised, you can go forward with the process that you've uh, eloquently put out. And that is, hey, we need to know all this as a group. Um, But it's really difficult to do that when you don't know it as an individual. And I think so many people skip that step. It's like I'm paying you to do a job do a job. I'm getting paid to do a job. I'm going to do my job. It's like, yeah, but there's got to be more than that. Like that's not sustainable. And people know it. I just don't know that they oftentimes receive it, that a lot of their struggle comes from just that absence of awareness. And, and, and I think that's where culture begins. I really do. I think it's where culture begins.
1: Well, and I think when you talk about, you know, working with entrepreneurships and, and entrepreneurs and like having people in your organization who think, entrepreneurially minded I think the only way you can yep. lead people who are strong who have so much to offer like that because they're just going to dip out and start something new somewhere else or whatever right. it is if they right. don't see it is to is to help them see like this is or not help them see ask them where their place is and and how they can yeah. thrive in that so yeah, I, yeah. It's, totally it's so powerful to to go through that process I think and to re yeah. and to re go totally. through it <laughs> over and over again. Oh
0: well, it needs to be revisited. It's got to be a pro. It's got to be a, a a journey of a process. It never ends. It just cycles. And and because of those, back are our word, reiterations of how things show up, because <laughs> things show up differently over time. So, That's hey Miguel, um, uh, I I love this first episode. What's your takeaway from today's show?
1: That's a good question. Think the takeaway is i like this this is nice uh talk about these things and uh kind of unlocks yeah, yeah. little parts of my brain i don't get to unlock all the time <laughs> in the band world so
0: yeah it's gonna be fun man um my friends i hope it's gonna be fun for you this is new for miguel and i so again we'll we'll evolve as time goes by i'm really excited my takeaway from today is i love that uh rick rubin saying uh something to the effect of have a mindset of discovery I totally butchered it, but that's basically what he said. Have a mindset of discovery. And I think that's incredibly important. Um, and I and I love that, you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because a couple of weeks ago I was thinking about how I want to approach the next few months. And I've always prided myself on someone who takes risks. And I feel like I haven't taken a lot of risk over the last mm. couple of years. And I'm like, I really want to take some risk over the next couple of months. And for and this is a small one, you know. Reshaping the show, reshifting, right. bringing you on board. And you know, not that it's a crazy risk, because if no one likes it, oh well, we'll probably still do it. But <laughs> you know, it's still it's still kind of letting go. And you know, and so I wanna I wanna and that that mindset of discovery really leads you to have the courage to go, it's not really a risk. You're just trying it. Let's see what happens. So um well, that's
1: I've yeah, learning, so I'm excited, man. I've been learning Spanish uh with a name like Miguel Antonio, I'm Puerto Rican. Ooh, you should know Spanish. Spanish. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, but this summer, I had some friends, uh, they're in a band called Making Movies, and another, some other friends who are entrepreneurs, they, they own a company called Parami, and they're all Spanish speakers, and they're like, you just got to start, you got to go, you can't blame it on your dad anymore, you're old enough that you can take account accountability for this, and I'm like, you're right, and what I discovered, and in, in listening to different things about language, I, I wish I could remember who it was, but basically they said, one, one reason that kids are so good at learning languages, it's not that adults don't have yeah. the capacity it's just they're super cool with looking stupid like you know like you yep. are being in yep. wonder or being in awe yep. like your your two-year-old nephew where like they're willing to sound dumb they're willing to sound like even had a this puerto rican friend of ours was at a party and i tried to speak spanish and she starts laughing and she's like that's so awesome I'm <laughs> trying she goes you sound like tarzan in spanish right now so she tried to help me but it was, it was good it was all like in in love but she was like helping me move the words well, around damn. and and everything and i'm like. I was like, yeah, I think that's probably any problem I, I come up against is because I no longer want to look stupid. I feel like I have to have it all figured out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, have that wonder and awe. It's it's cool.
0: I love that thought to close on. Uh, thanks for this first show, Miguel. It's going to be a lot of fun and. Hopefully for the listeners, they'll enjoy it as well. And uh, yeah, brothers and sisters, we hope you're well. Hope you enjoyed a new uh, shaping of the Mitch Gray Show featuring Miguel Antonio. Go check out his music with Run With It and his podcast, Live and Create. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.